Welcome to Chamberlain University's MSN CourseCast. Each episode in our series will introduce and discuss key concepts from the modules in one of your courses. These episodes are intended to enhance your learning when you're on the go, so feel free to listen to them anytime and anywhere. Hello, everybody. My name is Dr. Carrie Simpson. I am an associate professor in the MSN Accelerated Track, and today we are going to discuss in our podcast for NR516, the PICO question. I want today to welcome, provide introduction to our guest, Dr. Mariah Hawken, who we are so happy to join us. She is also an assistant professor in the MSN Accelerated Track. So, Dr. Hawken, if you would, would you be able to come off and introduce yourself? Yes, thank you so much for this opportunity. My professional background includes working as an acute care bedside nurse for eight years, serving as a clinical nurse leader, or CNL, on a 40-bed general medical unit for five years, and a variety of teaching experiences, including clinical, online, and face-to-face for various universities. I'm honored to now work as a full-time faculty member for Chamberlain University in the Accelerated Track. I received my CNL education through Grand Valley State University in 2013 and my DNP from the University of Michigan in 2017. Well, we are so happy to have you. So I just wanted to go over some of the topics that we plan to cover in our podcast today. We really want to talk about what the PICO question is, how it is different from a research question, and how it guides the evidence-based practice process. I think sometimes, you know, just coming in to a program at this level, at the graduate level, that might be some new concepts. So we really want to reinforce this for our students. So Dr. Hawken, I want to start off with the first question. What is a PICO question? PICO is an acronym to help you formulate a clinical question and guide your search for evidence. Using this format can help you find the best evidence available in a quicker, more efficient manner. When you write a good PICO question, it makes the rest of the process of finding and evaluating evidence much easier. Prior to developing your PICO question, you will want to identify a topic of interest. In developing a strong question, it is important to understand both the clinical area of investigation and the current literature. So ask yourself, what has been found in the literature on the topic? What areas need further exploration? Would the proposed project fill a gap or provide better understanding? PICO questions come from practice problems or concerns with the goal frequently focusing on quality improvement. In other words, determine ways to improve patient health care outcomes. For example, a better process for reducing infection rates. Clinical practice problems are often categorized in two types. The first is problem focused. So these often focus on quality concern, safety or risk management, or unsatisfactory patient outcomes. The second type is knowledge focus, which is learning information to change standards or guidelines, develop new philosophies of care. So I do want to go through each of the elements of the PICO question. And that is our next question for the the podcast. So what are the different components of a PICO question? So P is the population or patient You'll want to identify, potential identifiers would be age, gender, ethnicity, individuals with a certain disorder, 
population makes up the sample of subjects you wish to recruit for your project. Often, students take on a vast population, such as all medical patients. For most practicum timeframes and feasibility, the population should be specific. I equals intervention or the indicator, which is the variable of interest. So this could be exposure to a disease, a risk behavior, or prognostic factor. C is the comparison or control. This could be a placebo or current state. There could be absence of the risk factor. O equals outcome or what you plan to measure specific to your intervention. Consider your ability to gather the data for the measurement. This must match up with data the organization is willing to share and consistent with your time frame of data collection. T is time that it takes for the intervention to achieve an outcome or how long you are planning to implement your project. I find many students leave off the T for the time, which is really not advisable for a practicum project because oftentimes practicums have shorter time frames. Time really helps to determine feasibility. For an example, an intervention such as evaluating medication effectiveness may take several months to over a year. That would not be appropriate for a practicum-related PICO question or project. These types of practice questions, again, are not appropriate given the limited time for implementation. So, Dr. Hawken, I just wanted to ask a question. I know you've seen many PICO questions in your time here at Chamberlain as well as in your previous roles. Which element do you think you see most trouble with? I think oftentimes the students will really struggle with the intervention. Sometimes students actually will mix up the outcome as the intervention. For example, I had a a recent student whose intervention was, the state intervention was to conduct a survey, which the survey was really a data collection tool for the outcome. The survey wasn't the actual intervention. The intervention was actually, you know, meeting with the patients, providing the education, and doing, you know, the follow-up. So the survey was a pre and post means of, again, obtaining the data collection. So students often, you know, will struggle with their intervention, and that's why I think, you know, our our course instructors and um, myself are very open and supportive for any kind of questions. If you're struggling to develop your question, just reach out because we're here to help you with that. Thank you so much, Dr. Hawken. My next question really is sometimes the confusion with a PICO question versus a research question. Can you talk to those points? Yes. So a research question is an answerable inquiry into a specific concern or issue. It is the initial step in a research project. And the initial step means that after you have an idea of what you want to study, the research question is written to guide the project. The collection of data by research methods provides evidence to answer the identifiable question. So in research, oftentimes we're creating new knowledge, whereas in the PICO question, we're using current evidence to guide our interventions. So we're not necessarily creating new knowledge, but we are supporting and um, adding to that body of literature of best practices. So evidence-based practice, you know, starts with a comprehensive search of the current published literature regarding a clinically-based problem or concern. 
So again, the goal of evidence-based practice is to use the currently available literature to foster decision-making about patient care interventions and safety. By using the most current information, the project manager provides knowledgeable care based upon evidence and not tradition so that healthcare outcomes are improved. And that is where the PICO question comes in is with that evidence-based body of knowledge. And that leads me to a great area where as our students transition through the program, they're going to be having certain levels as they're working on their projects, developing the PICO question as it goes upward into specific criteria. So my question is, how does the PICO question impact the quality improvement process? So framing the PICO question is really the first step in guiding that evidence-based practice or quality improvement. So formulating a clinical question in a systematic way, meaning with that PICO format, makes it possible to find an answer more quickly and efficiently, leading to improved processes and patient outcomes. So a good PICO question really, again, helps to identify appropriate resources and search for relevant evidence. Additional steps in the evidence-based practice process include finding evidence, assessing evidence, and making your clinical decision or evaluating outcome. Again, that first step is developing the PICO question. And oftentimes you're going to use keywords within that question as your search words within the databases. So it, it really helps to make that literature search and, and identifying that body of evidence much easier. Would you recommend that the development of a PICO question for the students, is it more important that it be more broad or very specific? That's a great question. So oftentimes students will start off with a very broad question. But again, given the time frame of with the, you know, the generalist students have a three to four week period for implementation, the CNL focused students have a little longer at eight weeks of implementation. But either way, it is in, it's important to have a, a pretty narrow focus for your PICO question because if you get too broad, it just, it becomes unmanageable given the time frame. And also it's easy to lose the focus when, when it's too broad and come up and, and to be able to develop a plan for implementation. It, it's, it's really the best course of action is to identify a specific population, come up with a very manageable intervention and then to identify some ways that you're going to measure that inf intervention. And it could be very simple. It could be through, you know, uh, the use of a survey. It could be through the use of, you know, number of patients who didn't have a Foley catheter in place. So it doesn't have to be real complex. And then again, making sure that we're identifying that time frame. With the element of C or comparison, most students have just an absence of the state. So it's very easy to just say, you know, compared to no education or compared to no Foley catheter or compared to no standing order. So the comparison doesn't have to be, you don't, you don't need to think too far into the comparison either. It can, it's pretty straightforward. Okay. And, and I think it's of such value if you would not mind, Dr. Hawkins, sharing some examples of what are important from like a practice setting, I guess you would say, and, and the process for the, for the students. Yeah, so I will highlight an example of an um, MS student that I worked with recently. 
she was working on a general medical unit, and she wanted to evaluate the effectiveness of simulation education. So her first step, you know, was to develop a PICO question. And the more specific, again, the better in terms of ease of implementation and measuring outcomes. So we first looked at the unit incident reporting system to see if we can identify any trends in which simulation training may prove useful. So again, we're doing that um, assessment of what is the root of the problem first. So it was noted that the unit was experiencing quite a lot of MRTs or medical response team calls related to respiratory depression or overstation. So the student decided to focus on MRT simulation focus on patients with respiratory depression. She created the PICO question, in patients on the medical unit experiencing MRT events based on respiratory depression, so that's the population, will nurse simulation education focusing on these types of events, that's the intervention, the simulation, compared to no training, decrease the number of respiratory depression MRTs, that's the outcome or what she was measuring, over a one-month period. So there's that critical time frame again. She created an educational simulation intervention, and all of the nurses completed the training over about a week period. The student then monitored the incident reporting system over the following month for any MRTs resulting from respiratory depression. At the conclusion of her project, she noted an overall decrease in the number of these types of events. She went on to note further monitoring would be prudent as one month's time may not be long enough to evaluate the success of the project, which is also common with many of the student projects when you're talking about the evaluation and you're discussing, you know, your conclusion and next steps. You know, often you may recommend trialing your intervention for longer in your practice setting, and, and that would be a recommendation that you would make to stakeholders. So there's nothing wrong with, you know, recommending a continuation of the project. Would you have any other examples? I think that that was a great overall great, I mean, I think that was a great example to provide the students some guidance. Would you have any other examples? Yeah, so let me share some project topics and then how we would take that topic and formulate it into a PICO question. So the first project example is incorporating weekly family rounds by nurse managers to assess and address geriatric patient and family needs. So the related PICO question would be in geriatric patients on a medical unit, do weekly family rounds by nurse managers compared to the absence of rounds better address patient and family needs as measured by a patient-slash-family satisfaction survey over an eight-week period. A second example would be improving nasogastric tube placement in pediatric population using a care bundle. The related PICO would be in pediatric patients. Does implementation of a care bundle compared to absence of a care bundle improve nasogastric placement over a four-week period? The next project topic would be providing staff meetings available online for RN and staff to improve participation. So the related PICO question would be, in RNs and staff on a surgical unit, will providing staff meetings available online compared to in-person only improve participation over a four-week time period? Another, okay. go ahead, I'm sorry. Yeah, oh, but that's no. probably several examples, so I don't know that we need too many more. No, that's, that's great. This really helps our students. So what is the importance of involvement from their preceptor 
when trying to develop a quality improvement project or an evidence-based practice project? Yeah, so it's very important to have early communication with your preceptor in terms of what you're thinking as a project topic. Your mentor can help you to determine what may be needed at the site, what's feasible, and then can also help you garner organizational support for your project. Because if you don't have the support of your mentor or the site, or if your project is not something that is, you know, deemed to be needed or necessary, then then it's going to be really hard to implement that project. So that's why we really encourage students to identify that mentor and site early so that we can start these discussions and you're well prepared for that project topic. Dr. Hawkins, thank you so much. I just wanted to see if you uh, wanted to just go over some of the key points provided again, just to add that additional layer of support for the students. Great. So let's review a few things. The first step in PICO development is identifying an area of interest. After reviewing your program practicum guidelines and discussing your topic ideas with your mentor, then you want to review the literature for what is currently known on the topic you've chosen. Construct your topic question in the PICO format, specifying all elements. Again, you may be using some of the words within that PICO question as keywords for your search in the search engine for identifying current literature. It's common to make multiple revisions of your question. And again, this is where you want to reach out to your course instructors, reach out to myself, reach out to your mentor to make sure that you have worded your PICO question appropriately and it makes sense for what you're trying to achieve. And so again, reach out to your course instructor or program mentor if you have any questions. We are here to support you and um, help you to create a fun and successful project for practicum. Thank you so much for joining me on the discussion of PICO development. Thank you so much, Dr. Hawken, for joining us and being our speaker today on this very important topic for the students in development of a PICO question. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. Now that you've explored some important concepts related to your modules, if you have not done so already, please turn your attention to the course materials in your online course for additional application and practice of these concepts.